Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter, host of the Horns Up Half Hour podcast, Cedar Hill ISD's official podcast, and this is the November post-board meeting podcast recap. And we have a very special guest today, of course. The main portion of this podcast is going to be myself and board president Robert Riggs. But we also have the new teen superintendent, Skylar Wesley, who's a junior at Cedar Hill High School. So, um, Skylar, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Thank you. Thank you very much. So this was obviously a very big night for you and for your family and friends and everything. Talk about what it means to be the first teen superintendent in um, Cedar Hill ISD history. Well, to be the first, that was just amazing to me. And I think that this is a great opportunity for me to work on leadership skills and social speaking skills and just learn more about our school district. So I'm very excited for what we have to do. And I must say, I was part of the interview process, um, you know, uh, learning more about um, Skyler and their other candidates, they're very fine candidates in addition to Skyler, but Skyler obviously set herself apart, and um, we think she's going to do great things um, in this position. And I know um, President Riggs, um, you've known about this position. It's something that you know Dr. Hudson's been wanting to do for a while. So um, any words of wisdom or um, encouragement that you would like to give uh, Skyler at this time? Well, Scott, we are very excited to have you be a part of, first of all, Cedar Hill School District. And so having you be uh, in your family, which uh, was great to see them at the board meeting last night. Um, so responsive, or actually on Monday night, so responsive and excited and proud. And it looked like also a brother as well that, that seemed like he was just excited as well to be there. And um, it's a lot of responsibility. It's great um, to have that on your resume, but it's also great to have the interactions and students coming up with their concerns. Even some teachers are going to find a way to communicate to you ways that they think the district can be improved. And to have that conduit that you're going to provide to the board and to the superintendent, uh, we're glad you're here and um, we're excited to see what the year holds for you as you grow in this role and as we get to hear the items that you bring to us. So I'm um, just Bleed out. Don't hesitate to jump in with your input. Um, it's your school district as well, and we want to make improvements that the students sense. Uh, we want to give them a, a sense of pride in their district because we ultimately know for them to achieve their goals long term, they have to be involved and invested in making their school better, and that's what leaders do. So we're welcome, and we're just excited to see what the year holds. Yeah, welcome, Skylar. We're yeah, we're very glad to have you on board, and um, I know in the future you and I spoke about once you're in the position for a little while, we'll have an entire podcast devoted to speaking to you and um, your observations and goals and everything like that. But I know at this time um, you have to get back to uh, to class and um, into uh, instructional time. So we wish you the best. Um, you know, uh, a great day ahead today and a great Thanksgiving break. That's great. 
right. Thank you, Skylar. Well, thank you, Dr. So next up, um, we had a couple of campus uh, highlights or campus presentations. The first was from Bray Elementary, which is the oldest um, campus in Cedar Hill ISD. And then we had Bessie Coleman, which, of course, is one of the newer uh, campuses in the district. So um, we got to hear from Dr. MacArthur at Bray and uh, Jared Peters over at Bessie Coleman. What can you tell me about those uh, presentations? Uh, it both uh, principles, and, and it's clear that the administrative team at both schools are working very hard through the process of, of coming back. You could tell um, that, that COVID and the impact that it had last year with the combination of virtual and in-person instruction, uh, those effects and the students, um, you know, sometimes we think of the academic losses that occurred and those are real. Uh, we do recognize that and it's going to take extra work and these at both schools, the full teams, the teachers, the administration, and throughout the district level, there is a clear understanding that it is going to take superhuman work and effort and commitment uh, to make up for the losses and to get back on top and make the gains that we want to make this year. So that, that is a clear, obvious understanding. Um, what we also saw from those district leaders is that they have a clear understanding um, of where the students are and what needs to be done, and they are now doing that day by day. So extra uh, instruction, pull-out programs, uh, constantly working with developing teachers and their skills, um, making sure that the students are there. But, but in addition to the academic losses, these students, some of them have not been in class together for 18 months. And so the first portion of this year has been reinforcing the expectations of behavior, the expectations of how to work in community, how to interact together. Um, when you're wearing masks all day and working in a group setting and dealing with kids that just, it's, it's a handful, um, but we're making strides, we're moving forward. And none of the process, none of the, um, the success is gonna come overnight and these uh, educators from the principals, both, both are committed to the process. So I think that's what I walked away with, knowing that the numbers are not where we want to be. Both schools are very clear and have communicated exactly where they are to their teachers. Uh, they're discussing their performance, they're discussing how to improve, and they're in the midst of a long year where they're going to step by step make the strides they did. And I left with a strong confidence in these two schools that they're on the right track. Um, okay. It's not going to happen overnight. But on the right track. And then um, shifting to an, an elementary campus, uh, Waterford Oaks, um, the Atmos Energy made a $20,000 donation. And I know the parents, uh, the PTA at Waterford Oaks raised in excess of $4,000 um, for a new playground on that campus. So talk about that. Michael, you've locked up for me for just a minute there. Would you repeat your question? Okay, so we're going to move over to a little a different part of the district, uh, Waterford Oaks neighborhood, Waterford Oaks Elementary. Um, Atmos Energy made a $20,000 donation for the playground, and then the uh, PTA at Waterford Oaks raised more than $4,000 toward that playground. Um, so what can you tell me about that? 
Waterford Oaks is a community that is just great to see um, parents that are invested in their community working every possible avenue and making sure that the strides are good. So it was it was delight to see a partner like Atmos uh, Energy come through and provide such a such a generous gift that's going to be there. I know the parents from that community and the homeowners have been very involved in working on sidewalks, lighting, making sure that the kids can get to those places and, and those schools well. But um, when the school is a partner, and, and that's really what we view ourselves as a partner in the education and in the community that we live, um, that makes the strongest group, that makes the strongest and the, the best opportunity for, for improvement. So, uh, it's just a great moment to realize, you know, taxpayers are not having to pay for that. That is going to be a community step up effort uh, with outside private uh, business um, participation. And that's a fun, fun time when the project starts. Okay. And then um, when do you think that that um, playground will be complete? And that is a good question. I, I know with supply chain difficulties and with other items, I'll have to hear from our maintenance team to see how quickly that's going to come together. That, that aspect is one that I'm, I'm still curious on myself. And speaking of the maintenance team, I know that they uh, presented at the meeting on Monday. Um, any thoughts on their presentation? You know, they, um, the buildings and maintaining that, it is just fantastic to see professionals that are committed to their craft. And in maintenance, people think it's just people turning wrenches and fixing things. It, it is. But more importantly, it is also balancing prescriptive maintenance, you know, anticipating what issues could come and making sure you're maintaining your equipment at the highest level versus a reactive. And it was um, very encouraging to hear the professionals in our facilities team and maintenance group tracking what percent of their time they're spending emergency repairs versus what are they doing proactively. During COVID times, they were able to spend a lot of more energy on proactive and getting ahead. And I think that's really paid dividends for us as we've had difficulties filling key positions during this uh, time where there's so few employees that we can find that are qualified. So working within that group, they've been able to maintain and stay ahead of the emergency repairs by all the hard work they've done. The other item I, I left with is the need for custodial workers. Um, we certainly, like all districts, are struggling to find employees that we can put and that we can equip and serve the kids in custodial work. And that's the beginning of the maintenance process, making sure things are clean, well-ordered, um, sanitized for the children, make sure that the, uh, the COVID aspect, the, the cleanliness is kept up. We do have a lot of openings, and, and I understand this a district, and certainly on the, on the board side, will be interested in how we can make strides in, in filling some of those open custodial positions. Okay, and then um, we had um, an exciting uh, item on Monday with one of our Cedar Hill High School seniors, Allison Hernandez, who's very involved in both art and theater, um, designed the district Christmas card. And I know Allison's yes. going to go to either, um, she was telling me the other day, either North Texas or Oklahoma State um, to study graphic art. So 
Tell me about, um, you know, the board honoring Allison the other day. It, it is fantastic to acknowledge um, talented kids uh, and families. The Hernandez family uh, has been active in our district a long time. One of their children actually graduated with one of my children several years ago. And uh, it's just been fun to see how uh, God has led them to different areas of success and skills and uh, their talent within the theater, within the arts side, in addition to their academic strength, has been just fun to watch. And that's, as a board member, um, being being able to track those people that I've known in the past or that had connections to my kids uh, that I've seen, and just to see them go on and accomplish even higher levels than I even knew existed, uh, that's a great, great moment. And so uh, to see your artwork and to look out for uh, just to see the Longhorn Christmas spirit uh, and see that, it's going to be fun. So you'll see it if you're on campuses or if you receive uh, information from the district. I think you'll probably see some of Allison's work. Okay, great. And then um, as far as student outcome goals, um, I know we have, um, you know, the board has been working hard on that. What update can you give me on, on that? Now, the Lone Star governance continues to be our driving passion, and it is based on a, a continuous improvement process where we're focused on the mission and the vision of the district, and that is unleashing every or unlocking every um, Longhorn's potential. And that means students, faculty, means those that are in the district offices, um, it means every person. We want to see them achieve their highest goals. For students, we understand that that is met by academic achievements. And we want to make sure that our students and our two goals that are focused really on, on the core, core curriculum of reading and of advanced math, um, we are focused and watching students on, their, on a monthly basis for data. So we now have data that allows us to look at school-by-school school performance grade by grade, uh, we're evaluating that. We know that district leadership is. Some of those grades show that we need to do more. Some of those are right on track with our planning. In all areas, people are working and striving and seeing what it is we need to accomplish our goals. When I came onto the school board, that's what I wanted to work on. We, a lot of times, get pulled into different areas of parking or band or athletics or cheerleading or other aspects, but our heart and our desire is to focus our energy and our resources towards how do we make uh, student achievement in Cedar Hill a common occurrence so that they're continuing to reach similar to, as we just met with uh, Ms. Wesley and Ms. Hernandez, as we've talked to those students as they're achieving, we want to make sure that's possible for all of our students. So, um, that's it is fantastic to continue to focus in those areas. We have a long way to go, but we're making strides and we'll continue to push in that effort. Okay. And then um, our bands are going to perform right after the Thanksgiving break, their first indoor concert, um, you know, since before the pandemic. And then the uh, football's doing great. They're going the second round of the playoffs. Um, and Carlos Lynn is once again nominated for. Um, Landry Award, which goes to Coach of the Year, and then our girls' basketball team, uh, number 11 in the state. So 
a lot of great, I know that number four goal is uh, extracurricular and co-curricular activities, so you have to be proud of those accomplishments as well. I, I absolutely am, and it's certainly great to see um, achievement in all areas. As you mentioned, the fourth goal in our Lone Star Governance is to see 90% uh, or more of our students engaged or involved in something outside of academics, but a part of something bigger than themselves. Now, a lot would argue that's not academically minded, and how does that help? But ultimately, we're here for the full student. We're, we're, there's a holistic approach. We recognize that being a part of a team, interacting with others, maybe that have higher or lower skills than you, developing leadership, developing um, being around people that you wouldn't normally be in class with or be around is vital to the development of a student. We also know that students that are working as hard as they can towards um, football achievement or any other co-curricular, that draws them close to the school and that, that that energy, that engagement that they have in that one sport bleeds over and affects their academic pursuits as well. We want that for all of our students. With that goal of 90%, um, we want everyone to be participating and being a part of something bigger than just themselves. Okay, and then finally, um... We have the Christmas gift card tree that um, accepting our gift card donations through December third. So I know in the um, you know in the Christmas spirit and the you know the um, with all the holidays upon us, that's you know very uh, exciting time to give back. And that's Michael. I'm glad you brought that up because the generosity, um, especially as we come towards the, the holiday of Thanksgiving. That gratefulness, uh, that internal sense that um, I have not achieved everything I've received. There are things that God has given to me uh, or things that parents or others have participated. I'm not here just because of my own skills or talents. Um, it's others. And that I have the opportunity to share that, uh, to look out for others, put them ahead of my own interests. Uh, this is a great season for it, so I'm, I'm so glad to end our time thinking about Thanksgiving uh, and identifying that's, that's a great challenge for all of us. So I do encourage those uh, that are in the government center or in their schools to think about those opportunities they have to give to others. Right, and um, yeah, I appreciate your time today, and I wish you and your family um, very uh, happy Thanksgiving. I know it'll be an Aggie Thanksgiving with... Um, Hopefully your Aggies will um, meet LSU on the football field. I'm happy about my Kansas Jayhawks um, defeating uh, Texas. I know that was uh, very much unanticipated, but I'll have to um, share that thought with uh, Vice President Sims because I know she's she's probably very happy about it as well. She is. Yeah. Well, Michael, it's great. There, there was one other item or topic I did want to bring up. Okay. The, the final two items are that um, once a year, uh, the board is required, and we have an audit that is done financially on the district. Okay. We had that audit report as well on Monday. And in the audit, uh, it is always great to have an outside um, prominent audit firm in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and regionally that has come through and looked at our books and 
as they finished their audit, there were no findings. Uh, they gave us a clean bill of health. There were no areas of interest that they felt like we needed to go back and target and strengthen. Um, and the other aspect that we did is we did have a surplus of $1.6 million that went into fund balance wow. in the general which is of a 60 plus million dollar budget that is great that mm. we are running it as close as we can and we want to spend all the money we can in the classrooms that are going to make benefit to the students but we don't want to spend over it that's our responsibility and then the other is within our bonds uh, paying back of our buildings and making sure that we're living up to all of our interest commitments we also had a 1.6 million dollar surplus in that account as well so both funds are running well. Uh, the audit is was sound and positive. We also had um, on Monday a report from the first report, which is a, an overall um, economic health of the district. And as a district, we scored an 86 out of a possible 100 points, which is 2% better than last year. So we made strides forward. We're headed to an A. We're not there yet. Um, but we are making um, definite inroads in where we want to be. So um, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, those are two more things that we're very thankful for. We have a very sound, solid business team, and they are doing a great job of managing the books. Uh, they are award-winning in their audit um, and financial analysis and tools that they put out. That is all going to be posted on our website. It was just approved on Monday. so. Look for that soon on our website. If you want to understand better, more about what's going on, please feel free to reach out by email to me or to Cabell uh, Torpado, um, and they can give you information on how the district's performing. So with that, Michael, happy Thanksgiving yeah. to you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. See you soon. Yep. Bye bye.